Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. So the title of the message today is Grace and Peace. So if you have your Bibles open, let's look at verses 3 and 4. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. It is God's desire that every person, everyone here today, would experience his grace and his peace. And the 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 word grace in the Greek, it comes from charis, and it means gift or undeserved gift or undeserved blessings. And I don't know when's the last time somebody randomly gave you a gift uh, that you didn't deserve or didn't earn. It wasn't your birthday. It wasn't Christmas. Just somebody came up and said, hey, here's a gift, right? But it's a gift that just undeserved. And uh, it, is, it speaks of God giving to me something that I cannot work for, something that I could never earn. And, and grace is, it speaks of God's forgiveness. And, and we can't ever earn that or deserve it. The word grace is used 17 times in the New Testament. And the order is always grace and peace. Uh, the order's never reversed. It's never peace and grace. It's always grace and peace. And I think that's by design because a person can't really know the true peace of God that passes understanding until you understand the grace of God. And, and knowing the, the grace of God and experiencing the peace of God is indescribably valuable in the society that we live in today. Because we live in a culture that is just really crazier by the minute. I mean, once you read the news and you think, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen, I could probably never see something more crazy than the next day. It's something more crazy, right? And so important to understand God's grace, understand God's peace. And if your relationship with God is based upon your good works and you always being perfect, then your relationship with God is going to be quite tumultuous, right? Because no matter how hard you try, uh, no matter how much you love the Lord, that you're not perfect and you're going to make mistakes. And if you're in your mind, if your relationship with God is based on you being good, that God loves you when you're good, and when you slip up, when you stumble, make a mistake, then, you know, then God's not going to like you. Well, then your experience with your relationship with God is not going to be what God wants it to be because God knows we're flawed. Now, all of us experience that internal battle with the flesh. All of us are going to stumble from time to time. All of us are going to, you know, experience not doing what we want to do and not, want, not doing what we don't want to do, right? And the Galatians 5 describes it in verse 17. It says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. In other words, that all of us have this internal thing that we sometimes have this struggle of, I know I shouldn't do that, but then you do it, right? Jesus said to Peter in Mark 14, 38, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
See, Peter wanted to do the right thing, but Jesus knew his flesh is weak. And, and maybe you've experienced that in your life where, you know, you love the Lord and you want to follow the Lord, you want to do the right thing, but your flesh is weak. And you end up doing something or saying something that you didn't want to do and you did it, and then you feel guilty, then you feel terrible, and then you think, God can't bless my life because I'm such a sinner, right? I'm such a loser. And the good news is that God's grace is his undeserved gifts, his undeserved blessings that are not connected to your good works. Now, that's so important to understand because God's grace is predicated on his nature, that he is a loving, giving God. That's his nature. And if you could earn his blessing, if you could earn salvation, then it wouldn't be grace, right? Because then you earned it, right? If, if I come and work for you and you have to pay me money and you give me some money, you can't act like it's a gift. I worked for it, right? But grace is something that you did nothing to deserve. Now, salvation in Ephesians 2.8, it says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So there in Ephesians 2, it makes it very clear that it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It, it's nothing we've done. It's a gift from God, and, and it's, it's not from anything that we can do. Now, as we grow in our understanding of God's grace, then we begin to learn to look for God's blessings in our lives because we understand that it's not about me being perfect that he blesses us. It's just his nature. He wants to bless. Even though I don't deserve it, even though I didn't earn it, God blesses us. And the Bible teaches that we receive grace on the basis of faith and trust in God. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now note that I underlined it in verse 6. He's a rewarder of who? Those who diligently seek him. It does not say he's a rewarder of those who always do the right thing. Isn't that good news, <laughs> right? Because we don't always do the right thing. It's to those who diligently seek him. And that truth causes me to look for God's blessing in my life, not because I'm entitled to it. That's important to understand. Uh, but because my relationship with God is founded on the work of God that's already done in Jesus Christ. So I receive it by faith. It's not any work that I do to earn his love. I, I don't do, there's no work I can do to earn his grace. It is a gift that he gives us. Now, that's important to understand because some people grow up in church and they get this idea that as long as I'm good, God loves me. But as soon as I mess up, then he, then he doesn't love me and I should stop going to church and I should just give up because I'm never going to be perfect. Well, God knows you're not going to be perfect. That's why it's grace. That's why he gives us salvation by grace. Romans 5.10 says, For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. See, if God sent his son to die for me when I was in rebellion to him, an enemy of God, how much more does God want to bless my life now that I'm a child of God and that I'm seeking him? So you, we all need to understand that. My relationship with him is now based on love. And when I understand the grace of God and you understand the love of God, then your response is, Lord, I want to love you back. And then you begin to experience the peace of God. And that's what he's talking about in verse 3 when he says, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace always follows the grace of God. Once you've encountered the grace of God, then peace follows. When you think about God's love towards us, we did nothing to earn it or deserve it, right? And it's so good when you recognize the peace of God because then it brings uh, the, the grace of God because that brings the peace of God. And Paul tells us that God has manifested his grace towards us through sending his son in verse 3 when he says, grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. So Jesus gave his life 
so that you could experience the grace and peace of God. That's what he tells us there. That Jesus came for that purpose to allow us to experience the grace of God. Now, this was written about in the Old Testament, hundreds of years before Jesus came. It was prophesied that God would send a Messiah to save us of our sins. There in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our grace, uh, for our peace, was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid upon him the iniquity of us all. That is God's grace. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, I deserve punishment for my sin. But Jesus took my punishment, and that is God's grace. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That is the gospel of grace. And so whatever your idea about your relationship with God, you need to be reminded, we all need to be reminded, that God is the initiator in this relationship. He sent his son to die for you before you knew him, before you loved him, right? Before you wanted to have a relationship with him. And, and be, that's because it's his nature, because he loves us. In verse 4, he goes on to say, for, whom, uh, for who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of God, of our God and Father. In other words, the purpose of Jesus giving his, himself for our sins is to deliver us from this present evil age. Now, I, I underline that, because like, what? What does that mean? That Jesus came to deliver us from this present evil age. Well, you students of the Bible know that back in the garden, Adam and Eve sinned, rebelled against God, got kicked out of the garden, sin entered into the world. Sin was passed on from generation to generation. And throughout history, we've seen the consequences of mankind's rebellion against God. And today, if you read the news, you see all the pain and sorrow and suffering that's going on. And it's a result of man's rebellion against God. And so in verse 4, when Jesus gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, he's, Paul is saying, look, the days in which he lived were evil and crazy. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about, was Paul's day worse than our day, or was Noah's day worse than Paul's day? But in Genesis 6, it tells us there, before God judged, it says in verse 5, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, right? So in Noah's day, People just wanted to do evil all the time. Now, Paul's describing his day and saying that Jesus came to deliver us from this present evil age. And Paul described his day in Romans 1, 28 like this. He said, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful. Now that was a description of the world in Paul's day, right? That's what he said. It also describes our world if you read the newspaper today, right? Well, I guess we don't have newspapers, right? <clears throat> That's just a phrase, like when someone says, do you have that album? They know that you don't have a record player, right? And they mean download it on iTunes, right? But, uh, right? but if you read the news, not the newspaper, because 
I don't know if they sell those anymore, but on your iPad or your phone or social media, whatever it is, and you see the crazy world we live in, that would describe it. It's a world that is in rebellion to God. And in 1 John 2, he says, do not, that's why he tells us, do not love the world or the things of the world, but if, any, uh, if anyone loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. In other words, he's saying, look, this world is in rebellion. This world is in rebellion to God, against God. And we don't want to be allowing that to influence the way we think about life and navigating life. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day